Whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. You know, one of the things that prevents us from the love of God is the resentments or the bitterness that we hold in our heart. And we've speaking about, we speak about this often, but it's because there's so much of it within our society and so much of it within our own hearts that when we hold something against another person, we forbid God from working in that place. So we wonder, we think, like, why, does, why, why do I always struggle with the same people always in my life? And it's different faces, but the same sort of personalities. And then often, because I have not surrendered or not let go of the resentments that have held me bound in my past. So there's something that prevents me from receiving the love of Jesus. Right? Otherwise, we'd be living lives of fruitfulness. We'd be living lives of joy. But if, if I'm still finding myself that there's pieces of my heart that aren't living in joy, then I have to ask the question, what is, what is dragging me down? What is pulling me down to this earth? And often, it's things in my heart, bitternesses, hurts, resentments, that I continue to hold on to, whether it be from parents or teachers or coaches or somebody in my work, somebody when I was young, somebody more recently. When I, when I forgive them, again, I don't have to become best friends with them, but when I forgive them in my heart, in the name of Jesus, I choose to forgive Susie for the way she hurt me. And, and being specific, out loud, in prayer, it releases, or you could do it in confession. Be like, I'd like to forgive somebody. And hopefully the priest is like, okay. If they're not like, okay, come and talk to me. Okay, we'll, we'll do it. We'll just, you can forgive anybody you want. But when we choose to forgive, we start to be released from the bondages that hold me. And the second thing about this passage is that at the very end, Jesus says, you will not, amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. Right, which suggests that there's a, a freedom. There's a freedom that can happen for those who are, otherwise, settle with your opponent quickly while on the way. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge. The judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. And this is distinct from the place of Gehenna that he speaks about earlier. And so this is a passage that we often use in support of purgatory, that Christ here is suggesting that after we die, if we haven't yet settled the hurts and resentments in my heart that aren't mortal sin but are preventing me from receiving the life of grace, the life of freedom, then there's a place of a, a purification, a healing that allows me to go through so that I can enter, so I can be released from prison. That is, we would call purgatory. But, but let's stop aiming for purgatory. Can we do that? Can we start aiming for heaven? We, we, we use purgatory and we're like, well, if I get there, at least I, I made it purgatory. Purgatory is a mercy of God. But he wants us to thrive, both in this life and in the next. He's calling you and he's calling me this Lent. And when we receive him, to be stripped of the things that hold us bound, to drag us down to this world, and to live in freedom so that I can enter into the kingdom the place that he's prepared for me from the foundation of the world. That's, that's, that's what Christ came for, is to set me free. For this Lent, we can allow him, allow him this gift of setting us free. 
that nothing holds me down, no resentments, hurts, bitternesses. I surrender them all to Jesus because I don't want to aim for purgatory. If I aim for purgatory and I miss, well, that's a bummer. But if I aim for heaven and I miss, then there's a mercy. But I aim for heaven. And heaven is yours by the gift of your baptism. And it's time again that we claim it.